Welcome to my canning cellar, where I don't tell you how to can, but rather how I can. I urge you to do your own research and can for yourself the way that it makes you feel safe. This is episode 24, Canning Coleslaw. And should you hear a loud clunking in the background, don't worry, it's not my pressure canner, it's just my secondhand refrigerator. And while I do love my refrigerator, I can tell why the woman who sold it to me upgraded to new appliances. So back to canning coleslaw. I had several heads of cabbage left over, and in doing some research, I was surprised to find that many folks were actually home canning coleslaw, and they all said it stayed crispy. So I looked for some recipes online, and I looked in Facebook groups, and then I tweaked the recipes, doing them my own way, using what ingredients I had on hand. This is the equipment that I used. A large stock pot, a cutting board, a vegetable peeler, a large sharp knife, the two largest bowls I found, several measure cups, a food processor, a canning funnel, a jar lifter, a stainless steel scraper blade, a slotted spoon, a paper towel soaked in white vinegar, and my Presto digital canner because it was a hot day and I didn't want my stovetop going. I also pulled out my 16-quart stainless steel water bath canner, and I'll tell you about that in a minute, about why I did that. So then I used these ingredients, and this netted me 7 pints of coleslaw, plus a pint and a half of extra brine. So the ingredients were 2 cups of apple cider vinegar, 3.5 cups of white sugar, one half cup of water, and I just pulled water right out of my tap, two teaspoons of celery seed, three teaspoons of ground mustard powder, two heads of cabbage, just regular old size heads of cabbage, nothing too small, nothing too big, four carrots, two onions, one orange pepper, and four tablespoons of canning or pickling salt. The first step I did was put the vinegar, sugar, water, celery seed, and the mustard powder together in the stock pot. I let that all come to a boil, and then I let it boil for two minutes. As that was all coming to a boil, I chopped the cabbage into strips. I normally use my food processor for coleslaw, but I wasn't sure if this time such small pieces would work. I didn't know if they would keep their crunch. I did use the food processor to chunk up the carrots and the onions after I peeled them. I cored and I sliced the pepper. And I knew if I used the food processor on the peppers, then it would just release too much liquid, and I didn't want to deal with that extra mess. I like using my stainless steel scraper because I can put the lip of it underneath an edge of my cutting board and then just push the chopped vegetables onto it. And then I use that scraper to put them into the bowl. I put the cabbage, the carrots, and the onions, and the salt in one of my large bowls. Then I dumped it into another slightly larger bowl just to kind of mix it up a little bit. And then I did mix it up using my hands to distribute the salt as evenly as I could. And as an FYI, if you use your large Pampered Chef collapsible bowl like I did, then the carrots will likely stay in the inside bottom. The brine was left in the stock pot to cool as the cabbage mixture settled with the salt. I researched why I had to let the cabbage sit with the salt for an hour and I read that the salt will draw out any excess water from the cabbage, which will also help keep it crispy, as well as make the cabbage easier to chew. So after I let the cabbage mixture sit for an hour, I rinsed and I drained it twice. 
and I taste tested in between the rinsing just to make sure I had gotten rid of the excess salt. It was easier for me to do this step in halves as there is so much of the mixture and even my largest colander was a bit too small. A super large colander with smaller holes that pieces of chopped carrots won't stick into, that's on my wish list. So anyway, I added it all to the brine which I had put into the large water bath canner as my regular stock pot was too short. This is a water bath canning food because of the acidity of the vinegar and because the brine was only lukewarm by the time everything else was ready to be put together, I had filled the canner with lukewarm water and while I did warm up the jars, I bypassed the jar warming cycle on the digital canner. As always, the food temperature has to match the jar temperature, has to match the water in the canner temperature, and that protects the jars from shock, which could cause them to break. So in this case, I had the jars warming in my oven until they are ready to fill. There's no need for me to sterilize the jars as long as they've been washed and rinsed well as I was processing them for the minimum required of 10 minutes to ensure they'd be sterilized. Using my canning funnel and the slotted spoon, I put an equal amount of cabbage mixture in each jar, pushing it down, not trying to make it too solid, but down enough, and then I poured in the brine to one half inch headspace. After the jars were done processing, which was 20 minutes from my altitude of just over 1,000 feet above sea level. And yes, with the precise digital canner, although you do not have to regulate it manually for using the pressure canner cycle, you do have to for the water bath cycle. So I removed the canner cover and I let the jars set for another 10 minutes just to help in case they were still boiling pretty good. It just makes me feel a little safer. Then I removed them using the jar lifter and I set them on a dish towel on my canning table where they sat untouched for 24 hours. Another reason to let them set in the water for about 10 minutes before I remove them is because sometimes when I take the jar lifter and I put it over the jar to be removed, I've had some liquid from the jar siphon and that looks like pretty hot stuff to mess with. So just letting it set 10 minutes to simmer down a little bit is just something I do. So again, I got seven pints of the coleslaw, one pint of leftover brine that I processed, and a half pint of brine that I put in my second batch. So because I had two more cabbages, I did more, but because I was out of the raw bell pepper, I only used the cabbage, carrots, and onions. My first seven pints had about one inch brine on the bottom, so I extra packed the last batches and my jars looked totally full. Altogether, I ended up with 17 pints of coleslaw and a pint of brine, which I also processed, and I'll save it for future use. My husband took a break from working on the hay mower, and he volunteered to chop the last cabbages and the onions. While his cuts were a bit larger than mine, it was nice to have the help. And like my mom always said, it all comes out the same in the end. So we are on our third open jar of this coleslaw and it is really good and it does stay crispy. And this recipe is definitely a keeper. If you are interested in helping me keep my podcast going, please consider going to buymaycoffee.com slash mycanningseller. But no matter what, it makes me happy to share my canning adventures and I appreciate all my listeners. So thank you for visiting my canning cellar. Talk soon. Stay safe.